You tune to Sirius FM 105.7. Yes, I can see all your questions there. Lined up, lined up, people. Mashallah, mashallah. Yusuf, give me the thumbs up. He says, hey, it's a full quiver. Yes, absolutely. Joining us on uh, Quickfire Q&A as uh, usual is our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith Darfan, the Boa Kappa. Mufti Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me how you're doing this a beautiful morning. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa rahmatullahi wa Yusuf and all our listeners out there. MashaAllah, indeed a beautiful, blessed Jum'ah are boarding, you know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us all happy, protected and safe, inshaAllah. Inshallah, Mufti Sahib, I believe you went for your morning swim. How was it? Is it the freestyle or the backstroke or the mm-hmm. other stroke that you do, Mufti Sahib? There's not even strokes. The only strokes uh, that we'll be facing, uh, Shafat, is a bit of the medical kind because of all the stress and the lockdowns and all the difficulties in second waves, etc. I think that's the only strokes people will be enjoying now. But I tell you, you mentioned the word wave there. Yeah, I thought you were talking about, yeah, you are very scared, Mufti, very. Yeah, Mufti said there's a wave coming through people. The dangerous wave, that very dangerous. Uh, looking at the questions, uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum. Some uh, Christian families uh, from my mum's side invited us uh, to uh, for Christmas lunch, emphasizing all meals will be halal. Can we attend, uh, Mufti Saab? Uh, please note that our gathering will be limited to under 100. <laughs> Mufti Saab. Yes, uh, Shafat, uh, some people have a Christian family, you know, and normally uh, Christmas Day is a fair place or uh, a venue for people to gather and partake and participate in a meal sharing also. So uh, one should not venerate Christmas. One can politely decline and uh, make up an excuse, you know, to say that one is already preoccupied uh, unless the meals have been uh, catered for or ordered from a halal venue. Uh, then, of course, one can show one's face and uh, have good relations, only to call them towards Islam also. Our primary objective should always be to invite other people towards Islam. So in the name of da'wah, a person can go and, and doesn't even have to eat uh, from the meals also. But if the meals are cooked from the only utensils, then extreme caution uh, should be exercised. You know, we do not know if they cook bacon in the same uh, utensils or other pork, derivatives, etc. So it is best then to abstain uh, from this, inshallah, Jesus. Now, Jazakallah for that, Mufti Sahib. This question says, Assalamu alaikum. My son has stopped drugs but wants to carry on smoking. He says he can't stop both simultaneously. Can I give him money for cigarettes? Jazakallah khair. What can I read to help him leave everything, Mufti Sahib? Yes, uh, be very good that your son has uh, stopped uh, narcotics. You know, it is indeed a very bad, bad thing uh, to do in all our children and youth out there that is on drugs and hooked on drugs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the strength and power uh, to get off it. It's not easy to get off it, Shafat, once you are hooked on that. So if your son continues smoking and he has the intention to stop smoking, then that would be the lesser of the two evils, you know. So if it is the lesser of the two evils, then I give him some time, encourage him, give him uh, words also, words of encouragement. This is what they need. They don't need someone to be harsh and hard always uh, to condemn them to the fire of Jahannam. Speak to them. It is your son. Address them. Uh, address him with love and respect. Inshallah, he will eventually leave uh, the cigarettes as well. 
So you cannot support a dirty, bad habits, you know, so you will have to make him work uh, for some money that he wants to earn. And in that way, he can spend it how he sees fit, but you cannot go out and buy uh, cigarettes uh, for him. What you can do is uh, read uh, Surah Fatiha seven times, inshallah, uh, blow it on some water and give it uh, to him to drink also in the morning and in the evening, and that will also assist uh, his course, Chief. Beautifully answered there, Mufti Saba. This question says, Assalamu alaikum. When traveling for holiday, where do we start calculating the distance after leaving home to shorten our salah? Hey, shortcut mode, Mufti Saab. Shortcut mode, yes, uh, salah to qasr or qasr salah, it's commonly known in the, the Arabic language, you know. So many people make this mistake, Shafar, they calculate the distance. You must remember that the distance is about 78 to 80 kilometers. After that, you can shorten your salah. So what people do, the moment they leave their house, uh, then they start calculating the distance. The actual distance where one needs to start from uh, calculation is from the city limits. So you know your town, you know how your town is structured, etc. So you will count the city limits. Uh, generally, it is from where the highway starts. It uh, takes you to the, the exit point of the city. So from there, you will start calculating uh, 78 to 80 kilometers, inshallah. And uh, then after reaching that uh, 80 kilometers, and you've made your intention to be a traveler also, uh, then you can start shortening your salah or perform salah to Qasr. Uh, Salamza Mufti Saba, conflicting views amongst our ulama regarding COVID-19 vaccines have left me more confused. Please uh, shed some light, especially on the Pfizer one, Mufti Saab. Yes, it is conflicting views. There's difference of opinion regarding uh, COVID-19 vaccinations. One group are saying it's completely haram. People shouldn't go and vaccinate themselves because of the possible harms and uh, the the long-term uh, health effects have not been established. Uh, we do not know what the side effects is because the development of the vaccine took less than a year, which normally takes about 10 to 15 years for a good uh, vaccine to be produced. The other group says, no, it is permissible. Regarding the Pfizer one, we must remember, Shafar, there's over 150 vaccines uh, in uh, the development stage as we speak right now. Everyone buying for a slice of the trillion dollar pie. So there's a lot of money in uh, vaccines as well. And it comes with a lot of dangers as well. As for the Pfizer one specifically, uh, that one uh, that they have created, you know, they claim that it's a 90% uh, success rate or safe for people to use. So that one is a completely different one. What they use, uh, Pfizer, what they are using is mRNA, which is a synthetic messenger of RNA, you know, the genetic code inside the vaccine. So yes. a vaccination normally, when they give it to you, it is to, to, to encourage your immune system to develop antibodies to fight uh, that virus. So they give you a weakened form of, of the live virus, but in this case, they're not doing this, Pfizer's not doing this because they don't regard it as being safe. So they're giving a synthetic uh, RNA genetic code, and this will then instruct uh, your own body cells to produce the spike protein, meaning the antibodies, and uh, that will help also. Other vaccinations contain uh, uh, live uh, uh, aborted uh, uh, fetus cells, you know, so that is not permissible, and also other haram ingredients also. So regarding Pfizer's one, we're so busy in the process of researching it, and I thought we will follow soon, inshallah, Jesus. Hey, people, Mufti brings the biology back alive, RNA, DNA, <laughs> ribosome, and hey, all the nucleic acid and this and that. Hey, I like the subject. I really like it. Biology, lekker, lekker, lekker. Uh, hey, you enjoyed it, Mufti Saab. I mean, Mufti Saab, second year medical school. I mean, you, this couldn't go on because of okay, financial stuff. We won't get into that. Let's go into this question. It says, Assalamu alaikum. 
we are back to a limit of 100 worshippers. Should I attempt uh, going for Jumma, not knowing how many will attend, or should I rather read at home, uh, Mufti Zab? Yes, uh, we are back to 100. Uh, that is uh, in big spaces, or at least 50% of your capacity of your masjid. So we do not want to risk having the masjid being closed altogether, Shafat, and there's no need to stay away from the masjid also. Everyone knows the masjid and the rules uh, regarding COVID-19 in a specific area. So if you know they are allowing two jamaats or more than two jamaats, then you can go for Jumu'ah Salah. There's no need for you to perform Jumu'ah Salah at home uh, as long as you are taking your precaution and you're going there. But if you know that they close or lock the doors, I've read posters where uh, some doors will be locked after the 100th person is entered and so no one can be uh, allowed in also. There will be no second Jamaat. So this is a bit extreme also. But nevertheless, they are, of course, following uh, government recommendations. So first, find out in your area if they have multiple Jamaats and then still perform your Juma Adi. However, if it is draconian laws where people take it to the extreme, uh, where you see that they are going against what Sharia has uh, permitted, then it is best for you then to read your Juma Salah Ikhawiki. Uh, Mufti, is there a limit uh, to the amount of times a person can perform istikara salah? There's actually no limit, Shafat, until a person is satisfied with the answer. And you know, normally the answer comes in the form of a dream, a good dream, or it will be a dream that is indicative of not uh, doing uh, what a person has requested from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, consulted in uh, that matter. You know? So you can make it uh, multiple times, inshallah. Uh, there's no uh, specific limit. A person needs to do it three times or seven times, etc. But remember what istighfar salah, one needs to be sincere also. One needs to make istighfar also and tawbah also, you know. That, uh, prepare yourself spiritually, uplift yourself uh, spiritually, give some sort of kind charity as well. Because now you are communicating with Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hope for the best answer and the best guidance uh, with a specific situation. So all those things is associated also with the salah to istighfar too. Assalamu alaikum. My father gave me a gift and then reclaimed it. Is this uh, permissible? Generally, it is not permissible for a person to give something, uh, whether it be money, whether it be a car, a house, etc., and uh, then uh, taking it back. It is like a dog, says the Nabi alayhi salatu salam, who licks its own vomit shafat. So we can see how detestable uh, that sounds already, you know, so it is not permissible. Generally, for a person to take something back that he has given it, even if it be a wax, even if it be money, whatever a person is given to someone, it is not uh, correct to take it back. However, in the case of a father giving to a son, it is permissible to take back what the father has given. And that is according to one narration of Abdullah bin Umar, where the Nabi alayhi salatu salam is mentioned specifically that it is permissible for a father to take back what he has given to the son, Jesus. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, can Mufti please uh, tell us uh, what is the average duration a plague last? We have en- entered the second year of COVID and there seems uh, no hope in the near future, Mufti Saab. Yes, I believe on the 19th or 17th of November, uh, COVID celebrated its uh, first anniversary, Shafat, so it's more than a year already uh, that we are into this uh, pandemic, you know. So we do not know the duration of uh, the pandemic. Every pandemic that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent uh, to specific people, uh, the history is recorded in some lasting two years, some lasting more than that also, and some even shorter. It depends on how uh, quickly the people return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tawbah, in repentance, in uh, istighfar, in how much charity uh, they give. 
So if people prolong, you can see people if they're taking the series also because they're still consuming alcohol, uh, they're still going about their normal business, uh, they're having parties, etc. No one really cares except the few people that are associated with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in uh, istighfar, in du'as, etc. You know? So once a people will learn this uh, lesson, in a harsh lesson it is, then only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove uh, this plague. Remember when COVID started, everyone was encouraging us to make istighfar, to give charity, to make du'a, uh, to do as much as possible ibadah. Hardly now you'll find people speaking about these things. It's also gone in forgotten shafat. It is that if COVID-19 became the new norm, and this is what we are accustomed to, Jesus. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. I heard in a bayan that a miscarriage will plead with Allah on behalf of his parents. Is this correct? Yes, uh, Shafat, there is a narration. Uh, there's actually two narrations uh, which is considered weak, but it is usable also. Uh, it comes in uh, Ibn Umaja, uh, you know, in the authentic uh, book of uh, Ibn Umaja, uh, where the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says that a miscarriage fetus will plead what Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if uh, the miscarriage sees that the parents has been condemned to yell, then it will argue in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beg and plea until uh, it will be instructed uh, to guide and take uh, those parents and guide them into Jannah, inshallah. In another narration, it says, uh, when the mother has actually, or the parents has actually hoped for reward, after losing uh, their child to a miscarriage, then uh, they will be granted that as well. So one is having the miscarriage, and then one is reminding oneself that this is a test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and a person needs to make sabr and also hope for reward for those uh, difficult days and periods that a person is going through. And in that way, inshallah, that miscarriage will come, and it will intercede on, the, on behalf of the parents on the day of judgment. We were promised bonuses at the end of the year when we break up, but our boss retracted. Is he allowed to do this, Mufti? Basically, two things, Shafat. Number one, a promise is a promise. And the owner, the boss, you know, the person who you are working for, he will be liable to fulfill what he has promised. Uh, to do so. It might not happen now, perhaps it will happen in the future. We are all going through extremely difficult times. Uh, that is one thing. Secondly, we should still be glad that we still have a job. I know of many places that it will be closing permanently now uh, at the end of December and people won't even be able uh, to go back to work. They will have to find other employment as the employment rate, uh, unemployment rate is rising within uh, South Africa and globally as well. So yes, your, your, your boss is liable for what he has uh, promised, you know, and if there's some sort of recording or it's been written down uh, or recorded on some documentation, uh, then you can hold him accountable to the chief. Mufti Saab, the Islamic school my son attends, kept his report because his school fees is not paid up for the year. Any advice on what to do or tell them? Many schools are doing that, Shafat. I don't think that it is legal uh, to do that. You know, you can make arrangements with the school and tell them because of COVID-19 and financial difficulties. And I remember that it's a private school also. There's other schools. If, you're, if you cannot afford to have your child in an Islamic school, there's good government schools as well. Uh, because sometimes um, uh, these Islamic schools, they charge exorbitant amount of school fees and they're giving lesser education at the end of the day than other private schools. Uh, you know, so all of these factors you have to look at. And then you can sit and discuss with them and tell them that this is not the ethical thing to do. If they've told you beforehand, prior uh, before you enroll your child there, that uh, school fees need to be paid up, 
or the report, uh, the report will be kept back, then that is a different story because then you've consented and agreed to that. But if they did not do that, then they are also in breach of that and they will be held uh, Islamically accountable for that. They will, they will have to release your child's school report. You can uh, complain uh, to the education board as well because I don't believe that it is legal to do that, Jake. My husband uh, passed on and I'm uh, left to take care of myself. Am I permit, uh, permitted uh, to do or to go to work uh, during Eid that uh, Muftisa? May Allah subhanahu wa grant the husband Jannah to Firdaus in all the marhumin, inshallah. Yes, if a, a female doesn't have uh, any other income and uh, needs to take care of the children and there's no financial support from other family members, Shafa'at, or the, uh, the husband didn't leave behind any wealth for the female to inherit whereby she can live off, then it is permissible for her to go out during the day, a person under Idda, and uh, conduct the business in a chores and do a shopping, etc. Whatever she needs to do, as long as she returns before Muslim time, the night time she needs to be at home. There's also no wearing of perfume and makeup in her beautiful dresses, in her buyers, etc. Everything uh, should be plain Jane, you know, and just go out and do your business and head back home. In that way, it will be permissible for her to take care of herself and the children that she has. Well answered, the Mufti Sahib. Salams. Uh, due to uh, tough economic uh, times, is it permissible to donate uh, to non-Muslim charities? Very good question, Shafat. Yes, because there's charities, uh, non-Muslim charities also are doing good work, feeding, etc., giving uh, food parcels. So as long as uh, the charity that you want to, to support uh, does not promote its brand of Christianity, uh, you know, by giving food in exchange uh, for people embracing Islam or like the Jehovah what does uh, pay your electricity bills, etc., then you can support such a uh, charity. It will be permissible because the Quran encourages us uh, to feed and to give to the poor, the needy, and the orphans, etc. It did not only specify a Muslim recipient. So as long as you do not give zakat to them, Normal charity or sadaqa you can give to them as long as uh, they do not promote uh, their religion, then you can give to them too. Mufti, is there any antidepressant uh, recipe or anything I can uh, use instead of a prescription drugs? Yes, uh, it's very bad to, to, once you are hooked on prescription drugs, you know, your values, your benzos, etc., all these type of things, it is long-term effects and you, you become so addicted to it, it becomes like a normal drug which the people are using uh, out there and then being weaned from there is also another story, uh, it will take a very very long time for you to become normal again, so the Quran told us that uh, uh, the best form of, uh, of uh, a remedy for a person who has an unsettled heart because that is normally what uh, a person in depression is suffering from, uh, perhaps the person has suffered some trauma or the person has lost something in life and still needs to deal and cope with it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah bi dhikri that behold with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hearts will become contented again. Because that is the core where depression uh, depression starts from Shafat, it is within the heart. That is one aspect. From the Sunnah, there's one uh, particular food that the Nabi alayhi salatu has encouraged us to use, and it is available readily. Uh, I saw it uh, once upon a time at a radio station in Durban, they selling it in their shop, and many other butchers in Islamic spice shops, they sell it as well. It is called Taubina. It comes in authentic hadith in Bukhari as well. It is called Taubina, which is basically barley that has been uh, made fine, 
and uh, you can add your yogurt or milk or honey or date, etc. This is how they used to use it in the time of the Nabi alayhi salatu salam. And Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha says that we used to feed it to those grieving uh, relatives when there was a janazah in the family because it yields a broken heart. So if you've lost something in life or you are not satisfied, then use Taubina. It is cheap, uh, Shafat, 40 or 50 grams, 500 grams. You only use one spoon at a time. Uh, the medicinal benefits of it is fantastic. Also, it will clean your arteries and it will those people with uh, cardiac uh, problems, they must eat it as well, inshallah, and uh, that will be a source of cure, and you'll be following the sunnah as well. Okay. Oh, Mufti said to use one teaspoon. I used to make a porridge out of it, Mufti Saab. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> it's to just go like, yeah. hey, I say, hey, 40, 50 bucks for 500 grams over in one day or two days. I said, no, I'm here. No, one uh, teaspoon normally makes up a bowl. Okay, I don't know. I made it like a porridge, like jungle oats, and added it with honey and the works. Okay, Jazakallah for rectifying me there to Mufti Saab. I'm going to go and buy it again. Uh, this question says, I received a gift that is a uh, silk facial mask from one of our corporates. As a man, can I wear it to rejuvenate my face? There's other ways to rejuvenate your face. Take a uh, do and a stand-up during the night also. That is one way of rejuvenating your face, making abundant uh, of dhikr of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that will rejuvenate your face. Your face will become radiant. Reading, reading a lot of Quran, Shafat, that also brings about beauty and that youngness in one's face also. Using silk for a male is prohibited. Our Nabi alayhi salatu salam has permitted it for females, but he has prevented males from using uh, any product that is related to silk unless there is a dire a medical need, you know, like a person with eczema and a person cannot wear cotton, then of course a person can wear silk. Uh, ulama is permitted that. But uh, rejuvenating the face is not a medical reason. A good sleep, few hours sleep will return it to your former beauty, inshallah. Stay away from impermissible haram things just for the sake of adornment, G. Actually, absolutely brilliant uh, Q&A session there, Mufti Sahib. Uh, you fired on all cylinders. Uh, perhaps your parting words. Allah subhanahu wa protect uh, this Ummah Shafat, remove uh, this pandemic and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill uh, the coffers and pockets of those people who are suffering financially out there. And may Allah subhanahu wa grant Shifa Kamil to all our people who are sick in, in hospitals and elsewhere in the world. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith and to all those listeners that send in uh, those uh, pertinent questions. A big uh, jazakallah khaira to you, you and you. And uh, Yusuf was just whispering in my ear. He says, you know what? The listeners that simply love the Q, yeah, the Q&A. Our quick fire Q&A on Sirius FM. Time for us to go for a break. When we get back, inshallah, we'll be rounding up and closing up the program. Broadcasting live from the East Rand, this is Sirius FM. 24 hours a day, sharing the peace and light of Islam. www.suriusfm.net